Welcome to this week's episode of In Rotation. This one will hopefully be a pretty special episode. We're going to be talking about Tyler, the Creator's Call Me If You Get Lost. Sticking to his tradition of releasing an album every two years, he has returned with this project on which he reflects on his success in various fields and perhaps gets more personal and candid than ever before, describing a relationship with a woman that didn't quite pan out. He references it throughout the album and then finally sort of gives the full story towards the end of the project, recontextualizing pretty much everything that you've heard throughout the album. Uh, He also references his past projects, such as Cherry Bomb, providing a bit more context to that. And stylistically, he created a sound that's fresh for him, but still pulls a lot of familiar elements from his music. It features longtime collaborators such as Pharrell Williams and Lil Wayne, as well as new ones such as NBA Youngboy, 42 Doug, and DJ Drama, who he's been wanting to collaborate with for a very long time. As we know from like some 2013, 2011 tweet that he made, probably without much thought. Uh, I don't think this album needs that much of an introduction. It's a fantastic album. I think we're all going to be mostly gushing over it for the entirety of this episode. But I really look forward to hearing your thoughts in depth. Um, but for me personally, it's definitely one of his best. Uh, he seems to find a way to one-up himself every album in some way or another. I don't know if I'd pick it as my favorite Tyler album just yet. I think I need some more time to sort of go back through his entire discography and see how I feel about it after that. But it's still ridiculously good. Um, so with that being said, who wants to go ahead and give their thoughts first? He going to get a Grammy. Let's go. Put me down on paper, <laughs> on wax, saying that this man will win a Grammy for this again, I think. I think it's Grammy worthy. I'll say that at least. I'm pretty sure it's going to be for a shoe in sure. for Best Rap Album of the Year Grammy. Not that that means a lot, but just like the way this album is, it's 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 going to win that award for sure. Because critics are going to love it. it. It'd have to be another, we'd need another really heavy hitting album to mm. one-up this. It would have so to like, be big. Oh, really? If Kendrick dropped, then maybe, but I don't know. Because Isaiah's not big enough really to, to step up the to Grammys this. this like, year. like Isaiah doesn't have the the critical following to surpass. Let's be this. candid. Let's be yeah. candid. His singles aren't even good enough to beat this oh. album. Let's sound like this album's gonna be good enough to beat yeah, this no. album, honestly. Like yeah. so. Man, yeah, we could still be shocked by rain. it. We could still be shocked by it. I just don't think it'll could be full it could of be hits, still good. I don't think it's gonna be this good because this, like you said, it's it's literally braggadocious album on the on like the surface, and then beneath is like he's talking about that you know that situation where he's like oh, these deep seated yeah. bad guy and emotional insecurities yeah, and stuff that like get brought out like yeah. There's so many layers to this album. He's like talking it. It's like he's trying to convince himself <laughs> that he's fine, mm. but inside he's yeah, hurting. You know, I buy more whips when I feel like I'm third wheeling, bro. You know what I'm saying? You feel it? You feel it? Like this yeah. braggadocia is really yeah, him yeah, just like it. feeling his emotions, like feeling a void, you know, that this that this woman is now placed yeah. in him. And he's like, well, I got this Grammy and I'm rich and I'm famous and everybody thought I couldn't do it. So I guess I'm okay. I guess things are good. Yeah. Guess I'll go buy another house because I don't know how to celebrate. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, I think this album is great. I, and honestly, I would say it's probably one of my favorite Tyler albums just because of how like heavy the bars are in this album, but also how varied it is. Like I, Flower Boy was probably my favorite one before, but I think this one is is a little better than Flower Boy. Yeah, and I think we've sort of seen him get more personal throughout, especially starting from Cherry Bomb and like Flower Boy and Igor. I uh, think you could tell that he was getting a bit more personal. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because he 
he's always been kind of personal, but maybe not as candid as in this. Like, I think on Wolf it is, that one song, Answer, where he's talking about his dad and all that. Like, he's always had some pretty yeah. personal, emotional thoughts um, or songs to go along with this project, so at least one or two. But this project, for sure, it influenced the entire thing. Like, he's referencing the situation from track one or two, and you're, you're just kind of, like, picking up bits and pieces of the story. But then you hit track 15, Wilshire, which is eight and a half minutes, and it's just him freestyling over the speed. I'm, I can almost guarantee you that was a one-off, like a one-take recording. And then he's just detailing the story, and, man, there's just so much going on. And once you hear that and you listen to the album again... Now you know the context of all the lines that have been bringing this up in bits and pieces. And it just rewards you for listening to it a second time because now you know what's going on. You're kind of wondering, what is he talking about when he's mentioning it? But then you would never expect him to actually tell you like what's happening. And he even mentions that in Wellshire. He's like, I try keeping this private. I try keeping like personal, my personal life or people in my life out of it because I don't want them to have to deal with any of this shit. And he still like went into this eight and a half minute track. I think it really like story. what's really cool is like the transition from Igor to this where Igor like wasn't like a very lyrical like based album. Like it had like a couple of like hard verses, but for the most part it was more like production focused forward. Um, whereas like then he went and he worked with guys like Freddie Gibbs and West Side and like like you can really like I'm not sure like how much influence they had on it but like it looks like he worked with them and then wanted to make this like hard rap like storytelling lyrical first album you know yeah on igor he was like singing and he's he talked about during igor he's like i don't i avoided singing because i don't like my voice i don't think i have a really good singing voice but for this project Mm -hmm. i said fuck it i'm gonna do it anyways and just put emotion into it and that'll make up for it and he did a lot of voice manipulation there too to kind of maybe hide his flaws into singing but then he hits us with Call Me If You Get Lost, which is, I hit, like, Lumberjack. And I was like, oh, he's rapping, rapping. Like, this is a rap album through and through. Like, just straight up hip-hop, like, really classic hip-hop beats, but with a Tyler the Creator flair. And, man, it just works so, so well. And that's the thing. Like, Tyler mm-hmm. always surprises you. Like, you, I didn't listen to the singles very much, so I didn't know what to expect. But even then, with, like, no expectations, I was still like, whoa. I did not think it was going to go this direction. I almost thought he was going to continue iterating on like the Igor sound. And I think that would still be cool to hear, but this was just as interesting, if not more. I would say this is kind of what I imagined Tyler would have been after he grew out of that early shock rap, you know, odd future type of thing. Because yeah. honestly, he was rapping, rapping then. It was just the lyrics were a bit more... exactly far left or you know way off base like you would unexpect it you know and then this is like him taming all of that down and being like all right i really love to do this let me do it you know and show people that i really i really yeah. do this like this is not for games this yeah. is not a joke I, I really love this shit you know and he's like yo i'm gonna do this and then even speaking about that like you're saying like it's very classic it's very old school like I'm just going to go ahead and start jumping into tracks like Lemonhead. His verse in Lemonhead, he talks about, you know, his some of his main influences. Like, you know, um, he talks about Flip Mode, which is uh, Busta Rhymes Collective. And like Noriega's on that, like classic people, like people you would refer to. And even he even talks about, uh, he makes like an allusion to um, 
Old Dirty Bastard from Wu-Tang, which the album cover is uh, like a, a callback to. There's an Old Dirty Bastard project. I can't remember exactly the name. Oh, yeah, yeah. With that yeah, ID. it's exactly the same thing. So it, there's a lot of like, I like this, this verse just because it kind of tells you like, hey, like I've been making all this weird music, but I still respect like what came the, before. the classics. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I know. Craft. I yeah, respect exactly. the craft. And I feel like a lot of younger artists don't have that respect that they'll be like, "Oh, Tupac's." Well, I mean, I mean, the respect like he's that. paying him to DJ Drama by letting him be such like a point in this album. Like all the DJ Drama like voiceover that's in the album, like bringing him onto it. That kind of just mm-hmm. it shows like how much respect he has for what came before and like the Gangster Grills like mixtapes and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's the only good thing about this track, though. Let me just say that. Like, Tyler's verse. It's one of the weakest verses on the album, in my opinion, from him. And it's also, like, the beat is fine. I've grown to not complain about the beats, but I just really can't do the 42 Doug. As soon as he comes on, I'm kind of like, I'm over this track. I'm over it. I'm literally over it. Um, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't don't mean to be bad, but... (laughs) I just don't get it, bro. I mean, it... Like, I think initially, yeah, the 42 Doug definitely stands out. It's kind of, like, surprising. But I think with what he was trying to do with this project, it fits in pretty well. Like, after listen to it, I was like, yeah, this is good. I'm cool with it completely. Because I think he does it a lot where he picks these type of rappers and puts them on his beats, and it's, like, way different for them. And they don't necessarily... They're not your first pick. Like, if you were to think who would feature on this, 42 Doug would not be your first pick. And I think... That surprise factor is can it can be good or bad, right? Like clearly it doesn't pander to your taste, but I think it works really well. Is your is your issue like forty two Doug's verse? The or verse like slow and the way or? his voice sounds. He's like he's not saying anything. Okay, like look for instance, like the contrast between Tyler talking about some of his references. He's kind of talking talking mess. I don't lean, but my house do. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like he's. He's, he's talking his, his stuff, you know, it's still braggadocious, but then it calls back, like, so he talks about Wolfgang, Brooklyn Zoo, Wu-Tang, Flip Mode, TLC, you know, and then he talks about pretty much using Lemonhead to describe his jewelry, so, you know, like, my, my diamonds shine so much. Yeah. Like, I get it, I get it, but also I don't like Lemonheads, so... <laughs> I wouldn't say I don't like it, but after listening to this album, who knows how many times <laughs> at this point, I, yeah. would, I would probably pick it as... The weakest track. The weakest I, I track. I do agree with that. I'll, I'll say it's the weakest track. But I, don't I don't agree with. It I would. On, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I found myself whenever I would go through the album, it was the one that I was like, it stands out the least. I feel like, but but also like 42 Doug has like nice energy on that track. Like he comes in and it's, it's different than what you're gonna hear like through the rest of the album. You don't really have anyone like coming in with that style on on that kind of beat and. It's a lot of like it's an energetic track and it. I don't think it's bad. Dude, what do you by mean? Stretch. What do you mean? He comes in and he's okay, like, okay, okay. He comes in with a lot of energy, but I feel yeah. like the horns and the way that Tyler structures the beat makes like makes up half or fifty percent of his energy. And then Doug's vocals are like he does like this quick like kind of melodic flow, which is cool, but it's also not that unique and then we have the originator of that on this album little wayne you know who comes in with a verse that's not necessarily as high energy but it's way like way better like i would just rather have another like wayne like it's very different but no i was gonna say the juggernaut song i would say uzi's verse is high energy i would say he comes in with a lot of like melodic flow and energy so 
the beat is really what does it for Doug's vo vo um, like verse. And really, the beat kind of clashes with his voice. And the verse isn't good. <laughs> I tried to read it and listen to it. And it's just like, I was struggling, dude. I really, I just can't get over the 42 Doug part. I don't really like his normal music either. So there's also I've that. I've never listened to him. I, I was like, I don't think I know that. a single 42 <laughs> Doug song. Well, he has this no song that blew up. He has a song that blew up with Little Baby that um before we like the one where everybody was talking about before I go broke like Jock, play with that rock like Pit or like Vic or oh, whatever. It was it was kind of catchy and that song was much better than this like this verse like the verse he dropped. But his voice was not auto tuned and like Little Baby comes on the second half of the beat and destroys that song. But anyways, this move yeah I just I just can't do it, dude. And then after forty two, the video's Doug, cool. The video, the video is, cool, is you can cool. say that about the video is cool. all of the videos out. for this album look, have been killer. The video has no 42 Doug. It has no 42 Doug. It's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you, Tyler. I love it. No, I just messed around. But all the videos are great. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I wonder why he didn't include the 42 Doug in that video because he did include the Uzi verse in the Juggernaut video. I don't think he had the Pharrell verse in there though. Did he have uh Young Young Boy? On uh, what's your name? Versus because so. most of the, most the of the videos there, have been like a minute and a half. Definitely in it. That's what I thought. I was I like, the verse is there. He's not in it though. though. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. No one else is in the videos but Tyler from all of them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And the lumberjack video, I still watch that to this day. That thing the is the lumberjack video is incredible. Yeah, I, I love the Corso video. The Corso video is the only like full length video. The rest are a minute and a half. Yeah. Well, he has three Two verses, minutes. and he has to drop the third verse because the third verse ties into Wilshire. So he has yeah. to drop that third verse. Yeah. Ability, yeah. The third verse is amazing, of course. So, matter of fact, I'm just gonna transition straight to Corso. Let's talk about it. Corso has bars, bars, bars. This this album. This oh man, like come on. There's this this. I was like reading these lyrics to like I was talking to my dad about this, and I was like comparing this to off season. I was like, I'm gonna like lay this out for you how both albums are supposed to be braggadocious. I'm at the peak of my career. Nobody can mess with me. And I was just like the the vivid imagery that Tyler's bars bring in comparison to like other people is just it's not it's, there's no comparison right now. He's really like on a different level. Like you really yeah. Like if you're gonna tattoos. brag. If you're gonna brag about your wealth, you gotta make it interesting. And mm. I think someone else who's really does it in an interesting way is Two Chains. Two Chains does. Flex about the dumbest shit, and it's so good. Like, be like, yeah, my microwave has Wi-Fi. Like all these like <laughs> random stuff that Two Chains will just throw out in there. Like, I'm so rich that my microwave has Wi-Fi. Shit like that. But Tyler's like, his way of bragging about it is also pretty different. But man, it works so well. Versus when J Cole did it, it was like, I'm rich, you're broke. I don't care what you have to say. Oh, yeah, don't I listen just, to like, me. Yeah. Like, I won't listen to you. He's basically a lame. Exactly. He's turned into a lame. It was very lame. And it just wasn't very interesting. And then this man's like, I need Unagi on my bluefin. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> yeah. the fish so fresh you can my, still taste the same. Like, yeah, like, like, I, like I said earlier, you know, I buy another car when I feel like I'm third wheeling. Like, come on, man. This this is vivid. This is how you how you tell it. This is how you do it and right here. a new here. boat, because I'd rather cry in the ocean. Mm. I love the boat theme, too, that drama keeps up. Where he's like, they start off in yeah. Geneva on the boat, and he's talking about Geneva water so fresh, and, and then, like, the next song begins, and he's like, still on the boat, you know? Like, Bro, when yeah, the drama the comes in to lay out, like, the start out. of this track, <laughs> I love the intro to, like, just DJ dramas, like, hyping up, like, Tyler, like, announcing him coming in. 
poor Corso. Like, it just, oh, like, yeah. adds to the effect of his first verse, which, like, I, I don't feel like a lot of songs really do the whole, like, VO intro to a track as well as this album did. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of times it just gets to the, can we just get to the song? But here it's like, yo, DJ Drama, let's pump it up. Like, dude, yeah, I mean, like, you hyped up. yeah. That that tension building kind of works for a lot of these tracks, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like drama's like li- like lit the first thirty seconds, and you're just like, all right. Then the verse drops, and he just I starts going in. I don't want to leave like Corso yet, but like Mama Talk, like how Mama Talk goes into Rise, like you, it's a minute long, like skit, but it works so well going into Rise that it's almost like nest, like you want to listen to it beforehand because of like the way it just builds it up, you know. Also, the mom, like, sample, like, shut your ass up. Yeah. <laughs> like, right after that. Mama Talk. Yeah, her being so aggressive. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Tyler Mama crazy. Yup. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's such a good interlude. And it's right after the, like, almost 10-minute track, track 10. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, like, lets you breathe for a little bit and process that long-ass track. And then get you back into, all right, here's where we're going next. It gets you... Gives you time to process a little bit and get ready for what's next. Yeah, but man, man, I mean, like, there's, there's just so... Like, this third verse that leads back into Wilshire is absolutely my favorite verse of Corso. I'm so glad it's in the video because, like, can you turn the noise up? Like, that part that leads into that is just so yeah. hype, man. Tyler has, like, his... Did he, I don't know, he, he didn't produce this beat, I don't think, but... Uh, I think he... No, actually, he did. This Corso is the one he produced. Wasn't Corso the one he posted the video of him doing? He produced... No, it was sweet. No, no, there was a video he, he, like, put out of him, like... He he was playing the Corso beat, and he was, like, going in on it. He's like, I'm so fucking good. I'm Uh, so fucking good. But also, this is the one where I think, um... Uh... What's it? ASAP is supposed to be on Corso. Yeah, like that part yeah. where DJ Drama's talking and he's not rapping in between two and four, two like verse two and three is where Tyler. I mean, ASAP would have went, and he's like, "But ASAP yeah. didn't respond for five months." <laughs> yeah, which just led to a whole bunch of rumors. Which True, <laughs> we'll not get into. We'll not get yeah, into. No. Yeah, let's leave that alone. But I'm glad that DJ Drama break is in there because he's just like introducing him as Tyler Bod- Tyler Baudelaire, aka Bunny Hop, aka the creator, like. I, I've never heard you him may know him as Tyler. Yeah, he says uh, Scott AP or Skateboard P gave him that name like during they were recording somewhere uh, in like, Paris. Okay. I don't know if that's a producer. I actually didn't look too hard into that, but yeah, I, I did notice he was saying that because he, he mentions that and also mentions that person in Massa, which is oof. Let's wait on yeah. it. Let's wait on it. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like, but is it's that like Skateboard P Pharrell. Is it? Is that one yeah, of his? Skateboard uh, P's Pharrell William. Oh, well, Pharrell gave him that. I'm that pretty thing. sure. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, well, that makes sense because yeah. they've been collaborating, like, often. Yeah. Also, Pharrell and Lil Uzi is, like, the weirdest combination. Bro, Pharrell, so Pharrell's verse is so, like, such a show stealer on that song. Like, I Pharrell love that song. It. I love all three of their verses on that song. But what Pharrell, like, comes in with, like, up his lines because it's so goddamn good. What like, I expect great things from Pharrell, but he still managed to surprise me with that verse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, well, I hadn't heard really anything from verse. him in so long. So, like, I don't know, you know, when like people aren't like you're not listening to them consistently, so you kind of like forget about them, and then like reminds you why the guy's like so well respected. 
yeah. you know? And Pharrell's been such a like instrumental part to Tyler's career. I mean, he even talks about it on here about having a discussion with him that kind of changed his view on a lot of things. And I mean, who knows what that discussion was? I don't remember what line it is where he references it, but he said that was like a big turning point for him is having like a really deep discussion with Pharrell about their careers and music in general, I guess. I mean, Pharrell's been around, and he's been around some of the greatest, like, like you know around, what I'm saying? Dude. Yeah, like, I mean, like, this man was rubbing shoulders with Jay-Z for, like, multiple, like, a, you know, during an era where he was really big. Bro, what, trouble, what troubles me is you couple me with these subtle fleas trying to double league, hornet trapped in the hive of a motherfucking bumblebee. Fucking bars, bro. Yeah, and he actually spit that really fast. He, that's, that's a tongue twister, for real. It is. I was struggling reading it. I don't respect it. It's clickbait. He didn't really use any curse words in his first city. Oh, no, no. He just said motherfucking. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they just got the closest picture of the fucking sun surface. That was us. Yeah. <laughs> the lo- oh, God. And y'all yeah, talk about... Like, the beat cuts out at that point, too. Yeah, it so does. Just, like, put extra emphasis. Like, that's us, for sure. Like, so there's no doubt in your mind. That yeah. was us. Y'all talk Man. about, like, flexing on your wealth, like, but having it be kind of, like, funny and like imaginative he's over here like got the la ferrari parked that bitch just for one purpose catching dust so good so mm. funny it's so good then he said hungry yeah, eyes i bought it just to have it look hungry eyes tend to fixate like an empty stomach for a fish plate shit face get this straight this truck wheels that grip tape mm, the ending the ending yeah the ending and like thematically thematically just it just fits in so well with the album like he's keeping up that that braggadocious. Flexing. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I'm rich too. I know y'all ain't heard from me in a minute, but I still got it. Like, all of this Richard Miller talks about. Tyler friends for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Reminds me of that. Um, there's actually like a, uh, like an outro from Wiz where he talks about why GCJ hangs out with them. And he's like, because we, we just spend money. Like, it's literally what he's saying. He's just like, yeah, we just, we just go out together and spend money. He's like, wow. He's like, make you spend your whole paycheck trying to ball with us in the club, you know? That's like, so I love funny. that. I love when people do that. And then Tyler ends up with last deal more than what Google say my net is. He's like, but that net worth value is no longer accurate. I've already doubled it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's always great hearing Pharrell on Tyler's projects because he does that pretty often. I think he tries getting him on every album. I think starting from Flower Boy, if not Cherry Bomb. I don't think it was on Igor, but Igor had like very few features that were Fair very prominent at least. Watching him perform that song with Cardi, though. <laughs> yeah. There's no... I mean, there's nothing else bad to say about this album. I'm really just, I just want to gush over all these tracks. I'm just looking. Like, every one of them, I think we've mentioned at some point or another already. Bro, well, I no, was trying really... so hard to find a song that I, like, even marginally didn't enjoy. And yeah. you can't. I couldn't. I mean, I did, but you know me. You did, but you're different. <laughs> I mean, I know you're built different. I'm built different. Yes. My man could find it a flaw with, with anything, so. <laughs> I mean, I found a reason not to call Malibu a 10, so I guess, you know. <laughs> You know, it is what it is. I mean, bro, when we were having that conversation, I don't want to get sidetracked, but <laughs> that was killing me when we were having that conversation. I swear but, I heard Matt's feelings about music every time we talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just heard his soul. He's like, what? No. No. And then Wayne dropping the hottest feature he's dropped in the last three, four, five years right here on Tyler's album. It's very fitting. This track That's- is beautiful. Nothing speaks to how good this album is and how like much he got out of every feature. Like Young Boy 
Like, young oh, boy yeah. showed up. And destroyed like, it. Killed it. Like, sung us, like, serenaded us, honestly, on this mm-hmm. part of the track. Like, and, like, honestly, other than 42 Doug, like, yeah, every feature was amazing. And they all played, like, a specific part. Like, it's almost like Tyler curated every part of this in a way. He's like, I know exactly who I want. I know exactly who I want for this. No, he and, for sure yeah, knew who he wanted. He I mean, of course, though, he had... Rock but him and ASAP work together a lot, so it may, it's a little bit more convincing yeah, yeah. that he would do that uh, for him, you know. Like no, Pharrell. but I think no, I think whenever I think even when he's like picking these people he's never worked with, he picks them for a reason. Yeah, like okay. it's always. I think he always has them in mind going into it. Like, well, these think, albums are so meticulously constructed, and they have been for as long yeah. as he's been doing it. Like every album, yeah. like we talk about, and he's like, just gotten better. Being like thematically, yeah, he's definitely gotten better at it. Like he's Tyler's, uh, like his maturing, maturing, his ability to mature as an artist has been something that's like stood out about him, at, like throughout his career. Like he's always been special, yeah. but like and his the production. Way he grows. I mean, since he since he does all the production himself, he just has mm-hmm. so much experience with production now that whenever he's making a beat, I can guarantee you that he always has like someone in mind when he's making it. He's he's done that with I think Igor, if not Flower Boy. There was one track that he wanted to give to someone. I don't remember who. He wanted to make like a pop song, so he produced it. Tried sending it out to a bunch of pop artists, got no response. Said, "All right, I guess I'll just sing on it myself," and then just kept it. So he always got he always has people in mind. I think he would not just randomly pick Young Boy Never Broke Again. Like I think that was very intentional. I don't think yeah. he stumbled upon getting that verse. I think he wanted that from the start. It was like, I need him on this beat. If I can't get him, I guess I'll have to find someone else or do it myself. Yeah. That's kind of how it goes. Like, if he can't get the feature he wants, if he doesn't have, he doesn't get what he has in mind, he's like, fuck it, I'll just do it myself then. I'm not going to waste my time looking for someone else. Man, I'm so happy that he, he garners these, these type of connections, though, because the people he does uh, decide to work with, like, continually, you know, like Pharrell, Wayne, and I mean, really, uh, I don't know if there's anyone else on the back end that I'm forgetting, but or ASAP. That, that's another one. But yeah. these people just they seem to continuously make good music and songs. But he always seems, like you said, one up himself or to change their sound. So like, who that boy sounds nothing like um, Potato Salad or like you know what I mean. And even though they're yeah. the same duo, like he just loves to, yeah. to switch it up and change it up. I love that about him. Well, and it, like keeps it shows new how. And fresh. how- good he is at recognizing what artists are good at it's like like he taylor makes this stuff for them and he just he understands their wheelhouse almost better than they do yeah That's... and to make it in such a way where he works on it too like his style is way different from most of these artists True. but to make a beat that works for both him and them and like bring up the best out of both of them and yeah, like you mentioned, he just reinvents himself anytime he feels like it, making completely different songs that still somehow work for the same two artists, yeah. despite their stylistic differences, despite the songs being completely different. It just works, and it works so incredibly well every time. Yeah, because this this hot wind hot wind blows like instantly reminded me of uh, dropping seeds from Flower Boy, which yeah, is also yeah. one of my favorite tracks. Like it's it's like a similar energy, but it's still very different. And I'm also a big fan of this production where like you take the sample and the samples like words are almost the beat itself. Like I mean, I understand it's like the old song is like it's like slow wind blows or something like that or slow hot wind or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's her, that's like the chorus. 
like her saying hot wind and man i just i just love that type of production on top of that and then the verses end what's coming in with the hot wind like the oh man it's, yeah, it's so yeah. good it just this, provides this like a counter so melody like oh my god yeah this and it, it's funny because the song hot wind starts off with them talking about they're on the boat in geneva like got our toes yeah. out woman just fed me fridge vanilla ice cream so like the wind is fitting you know they're outside the yeah. wind's blowing through their hair they're having a good time like if you know like man and then he talks about just tons and tons of just flexing like i'm i'm in i'm over here you know i'm a traveler club you keep the block hot like finders who playing hide and seek with the passports like oh where we at the pilot gotta remind us you know what i mean like this these <laughs> yeah verses, it's like, like i just hop on flights and see where i end up it's, it's hilarious man it's like we boated here it's tunchy and tighter but call me boldly like the flow is yeah. oh my god this the energy all across this album too and i think i think also the the track lumberjack Hot wind blows, Massa, run it up like that. Run right there, literally well, from well, what's the your name too. Album the run, whole though. album, but like, there's a specific run of energy. Like what's your name is kind of slow, but then lumberjack, hot wind, Massa, run it up is all like the same energy. Yeah. and then manifesto. Kind and then of you get manifesto with it's just a hard like lyrical album that's just like yeah, expressing what it's we'll talk about. Because the second half gets a lot lighter from like ten to fifteen. You know, well, then, you I mean, get, you have sweet, which really breaks it up and is like. It's a long, like, melodic kind of Flower Boy-esque track. True, yeah. yeah. Flower Boy-esque? I think it's Flower. It reminded me of Flower Boy when I was listening to it. Just, like, the the, the energy that it had. Like, the more... Flower Boy more is pretty like, sweet, pretty happy, pretty sunny. Yeah. Exactly, so, yeah. The sound overall. Now that I'm thinking about the tracks, like, 9-11, Michelle Lonely, like, even though they yeah. might be talking about some other stuff, the, the production itself is very... It's Sweet, very airy, sugary, like airy, yeah. floaty, like flowery almost. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> that's strange. Wild how that worked. And the very first thing out of Wayne's mouth, man. Excuse me, pardon me, the wind it blows so hard to me. Like Mother Nature arguing about some baby father beef and I'm stuck in the middle like some slaughter meat. Like, come on. Oh, man. Oh, man. He comes in hard. Dude, that, I think that, that those bars alone are better than anything I heard on the Carter Five. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so serious. Like, I don't know why he just decides to, to, to pull it out on these Tyler records. Because you got seeds, to. It's just him. You got to. Like, the man demands excellence, I feel like. He's got to with how how much like he's able to bring out of these guys. Like it's it's not. Yeah, we were talking about. He's able to bring out the best in them for sure. Oh man, do you really have to bring the best out of Wayne though? Like you know, <laughs> like it's. Wayne. I mean, at this stage of the game, you can. At this stage of the game, yeah. he was still okay. He was still alright because that was like what six years. That ago. dropping seeds was also great. That's the thing. Like I've always loved Wayne's verses on Tyler albums. He always delivers. never disappoints. Yeah, never. Yeah. I mean, if he would have been on Igor, he would have done his prom queen thing. You know what I'm saying? Like he would have dropped a yeah. fire verse. He, he would have made a way. But there's so many good things, and then production, production all over this album by Tyler is just amazing. I'm just gonna skip to Massa. Massa is my favorite track. And there's no need to to guess it. It's been my favorite track since I first heard it, and now listening to the album even more, like I just keep 
I just keep going back to it, dude. I've listened to this track, this track solely, so many times. Like I'll just play it on repeat, like over and over and over. And then I'll listen to the whole album and then enjoy it when I hear it again. And then go through and then play the song again. Like I just can't get enough of this track. The production is good. The intro is just so positive. You know, like I got out of LA for the first time, living luxury, immense joy. Like this career retrospective throughout that track is one of my favorite things on the album. Dude, yeah. Like, just the way he talks about everything he's done. And, and like, I don't know, as, as a fan of him, it's so cool to, like, hear his insight to it, like, just from a purely, like, personal perspective, you know? Yeah, like, when he starts talking about Cherry Bomb, that was, like, really interesting to sort of explain that shift, where he was, like, when I turned 23, that's when puberty finally hit me, my facial hair started growing, my clothing didn't really fit me, that caterpillar went to Cocoon, did you get me? See, I was shifting. That's really why Cherry Bomb sounded so shifty. And then he acknowledges that people fucking hated it by saying, like, my taste started changing from what it was when they met me, but first impression is everything. Ain't want to let me go. So he's like, I wanted to grow as an artist. I wanted to try something new. But because my first impression was different than this, people were not willing to accept it. And yeah, I remember Cherry Bomb getting so much hate. People were like, oh, he fell off. And I was like, I don't know what y'all are talking about, bro. This is fresh. Like, this is super interesting. And I think that really was a huge turning point for his career. So I think hearing him acknowledge it and sort of yeah. describe the context of why it was the way that it was is really cool. And I mean, not that he even needed to give that much more context. There's an entire documentary on the making of Cherry Bomb on yeah. YouTube. And like that provided a ton of insight. But still, to sort of like still sort of bring that up. Acknowledge it and just like, like... Acknowledge it and be like, that album kind of changed things for me. And this is why I'm... I sound the way that I do now because that was a very clear shift in sound. And I think flower boy and Igor definitely just further pushed that like flower boy was sort of an iteration of that sound. I think mm-hmm. Igor was him trying something new. And this again is him trying something new, but still like, I, I love what he says on like some of his, his verse stuff. about flower boy in massa where he, he, he says, yo, my boy skateboard P gave me a speech in Italy session. Um, thankfully by hour three, that detour perspective, um, Thoughts changed so rapid, turn into a butterfly. Flower boy happened. All the bees buzz, be they buzz, scream they love me. Like, I don't know. That's it's. Yeah. This song is just a story. Like, the, literally the whole thing is a story. Like, he talks about, you know, Cherry Bomb was like, you know, the transition, the shift, and then mm-hmm. Flower Boy happened, and he's like, that's really where I started to get my accolades. Like, yeah. people started playing me, my money started to come in. Like, he and then he's he like, got his mom, his, yeah, after yeah. Yonkers, like, he got his mom out and he knew he made it. And I love how he, he always, like, calls back to this, like, you know, they don't really give me play because I don't, you know, show what they want me to show for a person in my position. You know, like, they want me to be, like, everybody else that's around me that's in the same position that I would be in, but I'm not, so they don't really fuck with me like that. Like, it's exactly yeah. why. And then he gets yeah. into, you know, back to stunning, really, in the second verse, you know. My favorite part of the double R is the bird ceiling, like, the panoramic <laughs> view of the sky and the sun beaming, that ray of light show that nobody is front seating. Like, oh, my goodness. Oh, god. my fucking God. Like, this verse, this verse is so good, dude. Like, the passion. Even him himself, you know, at the end, he's like, um, 
he can't relate to these things I say to these instrumentals, whether it's Wolf Talk or shit that's painful. I painful pictures from my perspective on these drum breaks just for you to tell me it's not good from your lunch break. Like, you are a nine to fiver. You don't have the artistry, the creativity. You don't understand what I'm doing. Like, you know, to criticize my shit. Like, you don't you yeah. get out on here. my level. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that is all. how you do. Like, that itself is literally painting a picture just for you to yeah, tell me just it's not showing, good from your lunch break like immediately showing just how confident he is because this entire album is just talking about he, how confident he is how he doesn't have anxiety about anything he's like i never doubted myself if i want some shit i go get it like i am i him. never doubt myself i believe in myself i don't need you to give a shit i believe in myself and that's enough for me and, that, and that's like uh, the beginning of running up, you know, he's like talking about like how he's that man and stuff. And I like how long it takes them to get to the verse, actually. Like some people, I feel like for some people that might not be a bonus, but I actually like the build up. It's like you get a chance to yeah. really like hear this creepy little tones like in the background and then it gets to the beat and the beat kind of like drops out and then builds itself back up with the verse. Oh my goodness. And it's got yeah, that, you got that, that in the background. Tizo's mm, creative shout out Texas, you know. know. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wish you got like a, a full verse. I really wanted to hear like a full Tizo verse on this on this song, but he still did what he had to do and he did it really well. True. And the part where he's saying like I'm running like a politician didn't really make any sense until I watched like his most recent episode of The Cave with Kenny Beats. Apparently he has like a whole campaign to just get mid off the streets, which is actually hilarious that this man is. Is that really, oh that's hilarious. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, that's Rid so the funny. Mid is what it's called. Like he's chanting that. Like literally he's in a full suit. Like that's what he walks around in the Rid full suit the right mid. now. So he's literally saying, I'm running like a politician. Like he's not joking. Like that is his campaign. Like that's so it's so hilarious. Funny. That's great. I'm running like the water on the dirty dishes. That's such a funny line. I'm it's running so like though. the trans fish. <laughs> Run it up is just a fun <laughs> track in general. And it, that intro that you're talking about, like the the build that it does, it's just goes back to how well this album does pacing. Yes. Like uh, every yeah, song doesn't flawless. overstay its welcome. Like even the nine minute track, you're you're in it for the whole thing. And Dude, like yeah. never do you feel like it's taking too much time or it's it's overstaying its welcome. It's excellent. It's a track ten tradition. Every so, time track ten is two tracks and it's always like over five minutes at least. And so far, always a banger. Always a banger. Cannot. Whether it's nine one one, Mister Lonely. Or... <laughs> I don't remember what Igor's was called, but that one was pretty good too. I know I have it on my likes tracks. I just don't. Gone, gone. Thank you. Gone, gone. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that, those are really good tracks. On Wolf, it was three tracks. Party isn't over. Campfire and Beamer. Yeah, I actually listened yeah. to that not too long ago. Banger. Yeah. On Goblin, the... he didn't do it, but that was first album, so you know. And I was going to say, um, the double bridge and sweet. Yeah. I thought you wanted to dance. This man is a genius. Like, literally, like, you transition into a bridge that transitions to the next part of the song. Like, yeah. come on, man. His progression skills, like, just, like, when he's sitting down putting together his art, it's just amazing. I, I, I just... It's a work. <sighs> it's just so worth tuning in and like watching like i'll i will always be excited for a tyler project just because i know it's going to surprise me and it's almost always going to be like fresh and like original because he doesn't repeat himself doesn't repeat himself unless it's absolutely necessary like how many times does he allude to the wilshire track 
and but he never really says the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. Like, how yeah, do you allude just to? Gives you like another little detail about it without repeating. The it's same one of the detail. best parts about like the slow climb to it. Um, he just he's cons. It's it, he just lays the the breadcrumbs that you put together to make the story. Like my god, because the first one, I mean, is like way on Corso, which I guess we'll just. I'll have to talk about Wilshire here in a second because it's the most, the highlight, the peak. It's the crescendo of the whole album. Like, you get to Wilshire and you're just like, man, man. And then you go back and you're like, oh, my God, my mind's blown when I re-listen. Yeah, no, and I listened to this album for the first time. I was listening to it with the lyrics pulled up the entire time uh, the first time I went through it. Mm -hmm. And then when I got to Wilshire, I was just like, holy shit, this album's great. This album's (laughs) amazing, yeah. Yeah, that that's the one that really solidified it for me. I'm like, all right, this track here really solidifies my feelings on this entire project. Like, for me, I think Wilshire is probably the best track. Maybe not the most like replayable, not the one I'd listen to the most, but it's probably my favorite just because it feels so off the cuff. It feels so personal and intimate, and it's just this really simple drum loop that he. I can almost guarantee you this was a one take. He just did this as a one take. It sounds like there might be someone else like in the studio there with him where he's kind of like explaining his lines. Like he'll say something and then he explains it where he's like saying what he meant by that bar. He's like, Oh yeah, by the way, like, Oh yeah. It's kind of funny. I said, said it surface. This. Yeah. He said said surface. Cause they got roots, you know, you know, like at the part where he's talking about like, yeah. they, they have history. Like, yeah. Like it's like it's starting a race and then you take off and they're like, no, no, it's not an end. It was too late and shit. And he's just like explaining and like giving a little more detail to what he's saying without making it a new bar. Like just sort of letting you process it and like explaining it's like, hey, I want to make sure that you guys don't miss anything. Like this is what I meant. Like I want you guys to know exactly what I meant. What what I love about Wilshire, it, it, it's just I've never heard him like just this competent is just like a storyteller and like yeah. the way he goes in and like he's layering these verses in such a like a, a melodic just like slow way where like all the words like hit you and you're like really like able to keep up and like it keeps you interested for the whole thing and like that's not an easy thing to do for eight minutes like for an eight minute track yet he keeps layering in detail and and building pictures with his like bars and it's in, an incredible track to listen to. It's not going to be my most listened to track, but it's one of the most impressive ones on the album for sure. You just it get literally goosebumps. tells you, you do. Yeah, you just get goosebumps. Yeah. It literally tells you the beginning of the story to end. Here's how we met. Here's where we ended up. Like, here's what happened in between. And here's uh, where like, I'm at now. <laughs> here's yeah. where I'm at now is like, we called it off, but I couldn't, like not at least have her as a friend, so then we made up and like we still talk and hang out, but it's not the same. I'm and still in love. Still, like, this fucking wants sucks. More out of it, and it's dude. It's so I love just I looks inside like an artist's too. like life like that. Like it, it makes him so much more like relate. Like Tyler's always been super relatable as a like an artist, and you you want to like he's likable to. I don't know anyone who doesn't just like like him as a guy, you know. And just yeah. to, to have this just window into his relationships and how he views people. Like, uh, 
It's the line where he was like, I'd rather like dap you up than. Oh, that's what I was just about to I'm say. I'm like, mm, hey, nah, hey, I'd rather he's, he's, he's <laughs> hold like, hands and have a cool handshake. Yeah, he's like bros over her. He's like, mm, nah, nah, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we'd rather be, be like, like close. It's so like, funny. It's great. Like, I, I love and Tyler's so the last much. person you would expect to do this. And I mean, he even says it in the intro. He's like, I'm mad private with this side of my life because people are weirdos. And I try to just keep anyone I care about in the shadows. And that's sort of a repeat of a line that he said before. Is like, everyone I've ever loved, I've had to love in the shadows. And stay from the commentary and spotlight and thoughts because it's just a story for the people outside of it. But I guess you're just another chapter in the book. Oh my well, God. literally, he tweeted he it, it was one take, but it was his, his second attempt, and he just used his like reference mic. He didn't even use his actual mic. Yeah, Whatever. you can tell it's not like the highest quality. Yeah, mic, but I think that just adds on to it. It makes it feel super casual. Like it feels like he's just telling you this like one on one. Like you're hanging out. It's like you're catching up. It's like oh yeah, here's what happened. Like, dude, let me catch is... you up on where I've been. Yeah, like this this whole song. Like this is so much to to decipher you really just have to just you have to listen to tell it him tell him his story to, like yeah. it's his story to tell for and, sure and if you haven't listened to it you definitely like you, you gotta listen to it within the context of the album like it it's an incredible track like to, to behold even though, as like, a work yeah and even though he created like a persona for this album like he's done for the over a long time and pretty sure he pretty much always creates a persona for the album that goes along with it in this case it's um, Tyler Baudelaire but despite having created this character like it's still very personal like he has a tweet where he says I didn't exaggerate anything everything on here is real and really my life honestly my most personal album so it's ill that people are into it and that really really comes across just how personal it is and I think he started getting more personal like towards Igor you could tell that he kind of wanted to talk about I guess his love life a little bit more and yeah. dropping a little I mean, that's what Flower Boy was kind of like an open to just like his views on sexuality and like like his struggles with that. So like he's consistently just giving us breadcrumbs, like little glimpses into what his life and his thought process is like. And uh, it's really cool to have this album come out and be like a big like chunk of that revealed to us. Yeah, literally just like iterating on that and getting more and more personal over time Mm -hmm. until you hit Wilshire and then it's just like holy shit (laughs) this is not the guy who made Goblin no not (laughs) at all all. 10 years after Goblin what has he been through to come come a long way since Goblin (laughs) 10 years since Goblin that's wild it's crazy man and I would be remiss if I don't talk about this track at least a little bit. I know this is going kind of long, but this is probably going to be, you know, we it's just so much good stuff to say. That yeah. I yeah. still feel like I'm missing tracks. I still feel like yeah, there's yeah, things I want to I wanna say. talk about like every track. Yeah. I don't think we have the time. We could be on here for two hours, lines. but we're going to have to like part two limit this. it a little bit. <laughs> part two <laughs> it? Oh, man, I'll be back here next week for sure for a part two. Uh, <laughs> the first time it. I listened to this, the first time I listened to this, I went to go hang out with a friend and he hadn't listened to it yet. And I was like, bro, how have you not listened to this album? Like, I need to talk to someone about this fucking album. My yeah. roommates only just it, started listening to it because I was playing it the other day and they were like, wow, maybe I should like give it a listen. I'm like, fuck, yes, you should. It's goddamn yeah. fantastic. After yeah. we recorded last week's episode, I was like, all right, guys, I need to talk <laughs> about I like I know we're gonna do an episode on this but I need to talk to someone about this fucking album 
Like I couldn't sit here in silence. Like I, no. I didn't want to bottle up anymore. I'm like yeah. I need the world to know how I feel about this album. Definitely. What definitely. was the track you wanted to talk about, uh, Jonathan? I just want to talk about Rise for just right. a half a second because this Daisy World feature is probably like if Massive wasn't my favorite track, this would be the track. This track is also really really good. I just feels so good to hear like so I, poppy so so, so bubbly pop. it's so much fun so good dude like oh i love the the refrain like the please just stay please don't go please just, yeah. oh it's so catchy and the dude. chorus like when i rise to the top it's like bro you're already there yeah, you're already yeah. there bro how much higher are you gonna right go now. i know I'm at nine oh like, bro it's so good it's crazy to think that this man still thinks that he's not like at his peak. Like, if this isn't his yeah. peak, or he hasn't like he's not like slow. That's like, super mature of him there. though, because he obviously can still grow in so many ways. Like, if you had told me that like after Flower Boy, we were still gonna see like this much growth out of the out of Tyler, I would have been. I mean, I, I believe, but like, not to this extent. Not to not this to this extent. extent. Like, and, I think even Igor surprised me a lot. Where I was like. This is not the direction I expected him to go whatsoever. Yeah. Igor felt so out of left field, but it worked so well. And this also, after Igor, this felt so left out of field. Yeah. This is completely different from Igor. And he still just manages like to keep himself grounded. Like the track right after this is blessed, where he's literally just listing off all the cool shit that is like going on in his life. And he's like, Yeah, I'm pretty blessed, but he's not getting comfortable. He's not getting complacent with it. Mm-hmm. Like he still doesn't think he's at the top. He's like, when I make it to the top, like then you'll then you'll know you'll know when I'm there. Show you right now. And like, I'll show you something. He's still like kind of humble about it, saying like, yeah, I'm blessed. Here's all the cool things that have been going on. Um, and blessed is kind of funny because he's like, the only flaw is like my hair won't grow. And like to me, <laughs> when I was hearing this, I thought he was gonna be like. Cause he right right before that is I don't fell in love and then the and then he stops himself from like going any further like that whereas where I would expect him to be like I fell in love and then that went horribly and like this completely fucked up my life but instead of even focusing on that negativity he's like my hair won't grow like, despite <laughs> having years. gone through that like yeah despite having gone through that like rough experience he still is like being appreciative of what he does have he's like all right well this didn't pan out but. I'm about to open up another store. I got the best music festival in the world. Like all this shit, it's it's wild, man. I mean, she left his heart twerk. I mean, his heart twerking, moving. Yeah, poor guy. Can we turn the noise <laughs> up? Can you turn the noise up? But nah, yeah. This this Daisy World feature is is absolutely amazing. This track is really really good. Like this one, you can tell like calculated, like super calculated. This just works. Like this track, it's so smooth. It's so amazing. Like this this reminds me of. Uh, of Palace, it's like the very outro track to Ego Death from uh, the internet, and mm. it's the only track I think Tyler's on. Even though Tyler's like associated with all these people, like you know he's like works yeah, with yeah. a lot of them. You know Sid, Steve Lacey, and just or a like, lot feature and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but like Tyler, like this this track sounds a lot like Palace at the beginning of the track. It's like Tyler's doing this like almost like curation thing where he's like he's like. Well, it's also a split track where like the intro is him, and then he's like, uh, "Sid has this secret track. I'm not supposed to be playing it. Y'all keep quiet." And then he plays the second <laughs> half after he does it. It's like, man, this this track just takes me back to like old yeah. Tyler and how he's like always been just ahead of his time in a way. You know, he's always yeah. been like kind of just 
right on the cusp and i think he still feels like he's right on the cusp and that's the point of this song he's like he's like yo even though like i'm winning grammys now i'm getting the critical came that i need to get like this is still not it like there's still more to come in yeah. two years when we hear this next album it's gonna be like some metal stuff dude he's gonna drop prom queen like tyler's prom queen is coming out <laughs> nah dude he's gonna go full opn no more vocals. He'll go full. No vocals. He goes from production. an entirely lyrical <laughs> album here. to a completely, completely instrumental. He's like, you know I'd what? Be, I'm uh, done rapping. I'm just <laughs> producing from now on. I mean, hey, when you hit those peaks, you know, why go back to the bowl? Dude, I want Tyler to produce any project that I'm related to, please. Like, <laughs> you, you're going to make it happen. Like, Tyler's production. Tyler could turn yeah. us to a star, for, for sure. He'd be sure. I hope out. he continues. I hope he continues a two-year release schedule. I... I think he could stop that at any moment and it would be perfectly fine. Like he's got the backlog now to where he doesn't have to keep putting out new music every two years, but he just breathes, lives and eats music. Like he can't just not make a new album. I think, I think it's just in his blood. I think if he wasn't working on music, he wouldn't be himself. He'd be like, he wouldn't know what to do. No, I, but, I agree. So like, I like, I kind of thought I was like, well, Pandemic has like impacted a lot of people in terms of like their album release schedule, but Tyler kind of makes all this shit at his own studio anyways. He's always been very much a do-it-yourself person. He doesn't need to get into the studio with a ton of people to like send him beats or like make beats for him. He's doing it all himself. So I doubt the quarantine or like did anything to slow him down whatsoever. So I was really yeah. happy to see that he was still gonna he was still meet his deadline. His schedule. Yeah. Give us that two-year album. 2023 if he drops another one i'll be very happy but if he doesn't i would i, I would be right able to here complain. ready to talk about it if he does i wouldn't be able to complain <laughs> if he doesn't though you know like he's proven himself but i think he still has that hunger i think rise really shows that where he's just like when i make it to the top he's like i'm I've still got a long ways to go i'm not comfortable with where i'm at i'm gonna keep growing and man and i like this like tradition that he kind of has where he always finds like I've never heard of Daisy World, uh, personally, but he finds like up and coming singers to put on his projects. Like Flower Boy was riddled with them, like Anne of the North, uh, Rex Orange County was starting to really pop off at that time. Um, but he always finds like singers that you might not have heard of and you don't hear on a lot of super popular music, and he really puts them like on a platform and shows off their case, their skills, and really makes a track that makes them shine. And I think Rise is an excellent example of that. Yeah. Daisy World, I've actually heard of, but only because I listen to Steve Lacey. And I feel like yeah. Steve Lacey's okay. not mainstream, really. That. Not really. She's on the Apollo good. 21 album. Yes, very good. This album that she's on is actually amazing. That's, a, that's an album I should pick for a you, week. Honestly, yeah, you should. I'd be down to talk about Steve Lacey. I never got around to that album. Yeah, it's 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 very good. good. It's very good, yeah. And it's it's funny because Daisy World doesn't have many many features, but she has like this really big Spotify playlist of like the stuff that she listens to, and it's on my list now. It has some really good tracks in there that I definitely want to like dive into and expand my catalog. Yeah. Do you have any more tracks y'all want to dive into, or I think I've talked about enough. Honestly, her. we're gonna be her all night. If yeah, we <laughs> let's let's jump into the in rotation section then. Just listen to the album if you haven't. Every yeah. track. Every Deep track. dive it. Listen please. to it at least five times. Yeah. And make your own opinions. Put us your thoughts. If, if you, you dislike disagree, it. I w- if you disagree, I would love to hear if about it. If anyone yeah. disagrees, please hit us up. I would love to hear people who actually And then have if you disagree with it, say. like along with your complaints, send me like your phone number, address, <laughs> like, number. I just, just want to talk. talk yeah, yeah. I, I, I just want to talk, man. I just want to talk. I just want to hang out. I just want to hang out. <laughs> 
But no, I'll, I'll start the in rotation segment. I didn't listen to a ton of music outside of Tyler and the, the Vince Staples album this week, but uh, a track, one track that dropped that caught my caught my attention was I Believed It by DVSN, Ty Dolla Sign, and Mac Miller, which mm-hmm. dropped this week. Really good track. I'm always reminiscent. Like, like, I always get, like, sentimental for Mac verses nowadays. So, like, I saw that, and I was like, I'm going to listen to it, and it's pretty good. Um, yeah. And then another one, a friend, we, were, we went to this, like, emo night thing, so I was trying to listen to some, like, emo <laughs> songs, and there's a song called Death Wish that's really freaking good by, uh, oh, shit, uh, Stand Atlantic and Nothing Nowhere. It's a, a fun track. Okay, I'm interested to hear what that sounds like. That's a so wild. Just yeah, I'm gonna drop this track this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit. It's a, bit of, a little bit out of left field for me. I'm I'm gonna be be honest. I but mean, I had yeah. a lot of fun with it. Right. Uh, this week I kind of have a Mac song too. I always listen to to Mac all the time. I still listen to Swimming like all the time. Swimming's like probably my I have favorite a Mac. hard time. I have a hard time listening to Circles. Really, like, Circles is tough. I just get. I like circles. I just get emotional. No, I love circles. No, 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 no. Not. I, th- not I thought you were saying it was quality. bad, and I was about to be like, uh, "Do no, we no, need to no, have no. an argument on?" Like, no, 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 no. Circles, swimming, all the like, fantastic. But I just yeah. get too emotional listening to Mac nowadays. It's it's rough. I, it is, I personally, same. but but I'm uh, here yeah. for it though. Uh, hurt feelings off of swimming. So yeah. that's like one of my favorite tracks. I think that track is track. another relatable, you know, track where someone's just like really talking about stuff that everyone at any point can have experienced something like that you know like just about changing and everything and uh yeah the other one is mister by young nudie and 21 savage that i just been nice, revisiting nice. slime here after listening to <laughs> you know life of pierre and cardi and all that stuff you know i just go down the rabbit hole of that that type of rap so but yeah mister is funny <laughs> i love that song <laughs> Uh, for me, so have y'all seen? I'm sure you've seen it at this point. The Adult Swim TikTok challenge thing. Yeah, that song yeah. That's like that song that's playing in the background is a remix of a song called "Time Moves Slow" by Bad Bad Not Good, which is a fantastic track. Like I know, I realized it in it like immediately when I heard the song. Um, but it's a really good song. It's got a uh, Sam Herring featuring, who's the lead singer of another band called Future Islands, which is also a fantastic band. Um, so I've been revisiting. Uh, this track a lot because it's one of my favorites. Yeah, and and I I went into like a bad bad not good deep dive for like a day because they <laughs> they've like worked with Tyler in the past kind of they were like big fans of Tyler then they would do jazz covers of his music all the time he noticed it and then ended up linking up with them and he performed some songs with them like they did the beats and he would just rap over it and it was like his own music so I like watched all those videos like for the first time and it's super cool and I would love absolutely love for them to do that now because this production now is way different than goblin and like all of that and i think it would suit their production even more because it's a lot more jazzy a lot more instrumental um but yeah i love them uh that's a great track and then uh the other track is in a good way by faye webster her album came out the same day as tyler so unfortunately i didn't get to it till like a week or two after it came out mm-hmm. but i've been listening to that album like nonstop ever since um nice fantastic track but yeah, those are my two. Don't heard of Bad Bad Not Good, so I'm glad you mentioned that. I feel like they have a track with yeah. someone else that's not Tyler. That's like really big too. They have a Katronada track, a Mick Jenkins track. They have a Katronada oh, track. People. The Mick Jenkins track is the one I know for sure. They have an entire album with Ghostface Killer. Oh my god. 
I check love them Ghostface. Out. You should definitely check them out. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of In Rotation. We post every week on Wednesday, so follow us on Twitter and Instagram at InRotationPod to be notified when the next episode is live. We also have a Spotify playlist with all of our weekly In Rotation picks if you want to give those songs a listen. What do you think about this week's album? Let us know. We're always interested in hearing your thoughts. We hope to have you back here next week. Again, this has been In Rotation, and my name is Roman, signing off.